She is a lifestyle blogger, published author, bucket list crosser, and a girl that's a little obsessed with pandas. Her mission? To bring you Utah's most influential people. Each week, Nina will get personal with her guests as they share their messages in hopes to inspire you. Are you ready? Welcome to the Nina Talks Podcast. This is Teddy Palmer. Her husband and her started the Hope for Fertility Foundation in 2016 while going through IVF themselves. During that time, they have given away eight grants, totaling $34,000, and they have had one grant baby and five grant babies on their way later this year. They have an upcoming event on April 25th, which is a pre-screener for the Avengers Endgame. Hi, Teddy. Thank Hello. you for coming on. Yeah, I'm, so I'm excited, excited to, to be here, Karina. Oh, I'm so excited. So Teddy and I actually worked together for a little bit, Yeah, and I'm glad that we've stayed connected so I can... Uh, learn about all this awesome work that you've been doing. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's it's been fun to keep up with you and see what you've been up to. Yeah. But today I am so excited because we're going to dive into some topics that it's good to get the word out. And I feel like a lot of people maybe don't know much about it. So I'm excited to have Teddy here because she's very expert on this. So if I wouldn't you say don't mind. I'm an expert, but I'm good at spreading awareness, I guess. Awesome. I mean, that's still pretty good. I mean, that's going to give us all the information, hopefully, that one to learn, right? Yeah. yeah. Good. Awesome. So with that, could you tell us a little bit about your story? Yeah. Um, so what you're meaning is my infertility story. Um, so Chase and I have been married. We got married in 2007, and we started trying a couple years after that, um, just kind of trying on our own, you know, a couple years... Oh, I don't even know if a year went by and still um, we weren't getting pregnant. And so um, we went to our doctor. We had some testing done, um, found out that Chase had low sperm um, count, but that was kind of really it. We did some IUIs with them, intrauterine insemination for those who don't know. Um, so basically they inject the sperm into the uterus. It's kind of like uh, instead of them going from <laughs> swimming all the way from California to Japan, it's giving them like a free airplane ride to Hawaii. Oh. And then, then at that point, then they swim from Hawaii to Japan. So it's not as far. So um, we did three of those, and because we were broke, <laughs> and I mean, if you think about it, fertility treatments are really expensive, and so um, we kind of just, after that, just kind of did things on our own, and um, it wasn't until several years later we went... A friend referred us to a reproductive endocrinologist or an RE. And so we went to him. He did some more uh, testing on me, found out that I have low ovarian reserve, so I don't have enough eggs as what I should have for my age. So then um, he said basically that our only option was IVF and kind of left it to us. And that was really hard because, again, we were broke. We didn't really have 
enough money. Like Chase was going through school. I was going through school. So we were kind of poor in a way, you know? So, um, so at that, we kind of didn't do anything. We're like, Hey, well, we we're really disheartened. And, um, so we waited a while. Um, we did, we did a, we did a clinical trial up at the U or through the U and it was, um, a sperm analysis. It tests, it tested, um, folic acid and zinc. And so while through that, we figured out that Chase's sperm, you know, shot up and increased, which was great. Um, but then still we tried on our own and still didn't get pregnant. And then, um, in when was it? I feel like it was July of July of 2015. We met with a new reproductive endocrinologist and he gave us more options. He said, well, let's, let's try a couple of, um, IUIs with medication. Um, and so we did three of those all the while I was training for a marathon, which is (laughs) crazy. Something that I don't recommend doing. Um, but all three of those IUIs failed. And so, um, in December we, I was gearing up to run the dopey challenge in Walt Disney world. Oh, it was so, so fun. So I told my doctor that I was running this race. And so we kind of timed IVF through that. So we flew out there with all of my medication and I ran the race and I have two really good friends that helped give me shots while I was out there early before I started running. And then, yeah, it was crazy. So we did IVF in January of 2016 and I I got pregnant and we ended up miscarrying. Um, they called it a chemical pregnancy, but that was still a miscarriage. So then the doctor said, okay, let's put you on Depolupron. I'm pretty confident you have endometriosis. So um, Depolupron puts you in medicated menopause. Oh, so wow. I was in that for three months. And oh, wow. during that time, we started the Hope for Fertility Foundation. Um, and I'll talk about that later. But we, so then after the Depolupron, we tried again with IVF, paid for it in cash. That is, that is also part of our story. And then, um, came back and we're BFN negative. So we, yeah, it was kind of, we didn't know what to do at that point. So we thought, okay, our next step is to get out of debt. So that's what we, our focus was on. And then a month and a half later, I got pregnant on my own. And nine months later in June of 2017, I had our miracle baby boy. So that's so amazing. Oh my gosh. What a journey. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. That is so cool though. And uh, as you mentioned, the IVF, IVF process is a little, it's a journey that you have to go through. Can you explain that to our listeners? You know, what exactly, what are the steps to get there and what exactly you have to do? Yeah. So with us, I I feel like each case is a little bit different. So with us, they, it's been a while, so I'm not, I don't remember like all the details of it. Um, So they put, they gave me Lupron, which was to stop my body from ovulating on oh, its own. Okay. And so we, I started that and then they basically give you FSH injections. They they pump you through of all these hormones. Oh my goodness. For um, anywhere between 12 and 14 days. 
So that's wow. typically at ovulation is, you know, 14 days after this, the beginning of your cycle, which is start of your period. Um, and so then once your eggs, all the while during that process, you get checked, your eggs get checked. Um, so they'll tell you okay. how many eggs you have. Um, and what the sizes are. And once they reach a certain size, then they can do egg retrieval. So they'll give you a shot of HSG. Sorry, that is wrong. (laughs) I I have no idea, so I'm learning from you. (laughs) They give you um, a shot to get you to ovulate. And so, um, yeah, they give you a shot, and then you go in like 24 to 36 hours later and they go in and retrieve the eggs so um then after that they let they so they'll either do ICSI and I don't even want to tell you okay (laughs) ICSI is what what it what ICSI it's so I I don't know the full term okay So basically, they put the sperm and the egg together, like they inject the sperm into the egg. Normally, normal IVF, they'll just put the egg and the sperm in a Petri dish. That was how they originally had done it. But now they can inject the sperm into the egg. So we did that. And then um, they give you, they tell you how many eggs are fertilized. And then they, a couple days later, they'll pull them out of incubation. They'll check to see how many are still growing. And then by day five is usually when they will go in and do embryo transfer. And sometimes um, clinics will do frozen embryo transfer. So they'll let your body heal first, and then you'll schedule it at a later date. Interesting. Oh, my gosh. What a process. So your eggs that, you know, with the retrieval, so it could be like two, three, or it could be It, it could be a lot. Or? So with me, because of my diagnosis of low ovarian reserve, I got uh-huh. eight eggs. Oh, wow. And only two made it to day five. Oh, my gosh. But then there's some women who they go through IVF process and they get 50, 70 oh eggs. Wow. So Okay, so in that case, is that the women that sometimes get twins or triplets? Is that No, that, that, that is however many you um, put in during <gasps> embryo transfer. Oh, but sometimes okay. you could put in one and it will split and you'll split. get two. Yeah, I have gotcha. follow somebody on Instagram. That happened to them. Oh, my gosh. So wow. I've heard of it happening a lot. It's that crazy. So crazy. Okay, so obviously, you know, going through that process, especially as a couple, it's got to have some obstacles that you have to overcome. I mean, it's, it's got to take a toll on, you know, your relationship because it, it's hard, right? It's a hard process. Yeah. So tell us what are some obstacles that you and Chase maybe have had to overcome through this process? It definitely takes a toll on your marriage. And I think being strong believer in Christ is what really helped us stay strong and praying together and just going on dates, like setting aside a time to actually go out and just reconnect with your spouse and not talk about infertility. I feel like that is what really helped us because you, during this whole ordeal, you are just so consumed by it. It's 
Yeah, it's crazy. And you, you know, you go on Facebook and you see post after post of your friends getting pregnant and you're still not pregnant. It's really, it's really hard. And so, yeah, you've got to take time for yourself too, I think is a big thing. That's good. That's really good to hear that. And you did mention, you know, with Facebook and we're in such a technology media world now where everyone posts everything online and it's got to be hard. So, for example, me as a person from the outside looking in, I feel like sometimes maybe some of us, we don't really know how to approach that topic or maybe we just don't know what to say. So can you give us, you know, our listeners some advice of if we, you know, if we have friends that are going through this or if we encounter that situation, how do we approach it and what are some things that maybe we shouldn't say or things that we should say? <laughs> I feel like everyone is so different because what will work for me um, won't work for everyone. But I feel okay. like being open and honest, um, not if you do have a close friend, don't let them know that you're pregnant um, okay. verbally going. We you, we did this with our friends when um, we found out we were pregnant. We took them out to dinner and oh, we told them that. and. I feel like we were doing it out of love. Like we, we wanted them to know what we were, because we had beaten infertility and they were still going through infertility. Uh, so okay. I felt I was trying to put myself in their shoes and really kind of understand what they would like. Okay. Um, but there, I mean, there's tons of stuff on Pinterest on things to not say and not do. But, um, I mean, like I said, everyone, everyone's so different. But for me, I really liked being told by the person themselves, like gotcha. telling me, Hey, I'm, Hey, just want to let you know that I'm pregnant, but I know that can, it's, it's a really hard conversation to have. It is. And, but I feel like you would be better. And um, another thing is to not talk about your pregnancy all the time, not to make yeah. it. I know it's so exciting, mm-hmm. but um, just to not talk about it all the time and have that be the center of the conversation, I feel like that makes it really hard on those struggling with infertility. I can see that. I can see that because, I mean, even when people that just go through a pregnancy and they start complaining about, oh, this is so hard. They have no idea. Yeah. They have no idea what you guys have gone through. Yeah. And uh, I can't imagine how hard, you know, that must be. So, I mean, that's good advice. And I feel like Pinterest, you know, does have some pretty good things in there. So we'll definitely read some things <laughs> on there and kind of I know I have, I have a post on my blog, too, that Ooh, things, okay. five things you should say to somebody going through infertility. Okay. And and one of them was um, go exercise. Like, hey, can you want to go for a run? Like, go do something that isn't baby related. Isn't I love totally that. about them, but about those struggling with infertility. Okay, so we'll we'll actually link your blog post on my show notes, so that cool. way you guys can go read it. Yeah. And uh, that way, you know, we know exactly what we're saying because. Huh, it's hard. It's hard. And I, but at the same time, we're all human. I feel like some people maybe, not that they're treating, you know, couples that go through IVF a little different, but maybe they're just afraid of what, you know, what they're saying. So this yeah. will help us. This helps us a lot. And then to go along with that, you did mention your foundation. So I want you to share with us 
tell us about it and how you know Ian Chase came to think about this and running a nonprofit. That's got to be a lot of work. So tell us everything. <laughs> tell tell you all the things. Tell me everything. <laughs> so like I said earlier, we started the nonprofit while we were going through IVF or like in between our first and second IVF cycles. Um, we started it because we felt like there weren't enough nonprofits because fertility treatments are so expensive. They can be upwards of $20,000 oh just to some people get told that they don't have, like they go through that whole IVF process and okay. they don't have anything to show for it. And wow. so because we are, we are big on not going into debt, we felt like we wanted to help other couples. And so, um, we were all about spreading hope and encouragement through their infertility, through everyone's infertility journey. And then, um, we do give grants away every year. And like you said, we've given eight grants away, totaling $34,000 and we've got five babies on the way. Oh my gosh. That is so exciting. So yeah, that's amazing. So, um, and do is there a qualification or how if a couple is going is starting that journey through IVF? What are the qualifications for them to apply for apply for the grant? Yeah, yeah. Um, so they have to be a legal citizen or okay. at least have their green card, and um, they have to be legally married, and they okay. have to be diagnosed by a physician or a fertility specialist that gotcha. they're diagnosed with infertility. Okay, perfect. And then uh, from there, do you guys just kind of, do you get a lot of applications? Do you kind of go through it and decide who is the best couple for it? Or what's the thought process for this? So each year we have uh, a grant application window. So we have one, it started January 1st, 2019, and it ends May 1st, 2019. Okay. Um, it's all online. Um, so we ask some questions about you, if you've ever gotten pregnant before, um, if like, what's your financial situation like, um, what the, we look at what the fertility specialist says, what is recommended for them. And then we kind of, um, we have a committee, a oh, grant committee. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, last year, last year's we awarded five grants, oh totaling twenty thousand dollars. So, so yeah, cool. so to go along with that, obviously to award those grants, you have to do fundraisers and events. So, can you tell us about? I know you have an upcoming event coming up, and uh, I'm dying to know more about it. So, can you tell <laughs> us a little bit about it? Yeah. So this year we are holding a pre-screening of Avengers Endgame, yes. and I know it's going to be. <laughs> huge oh. epic uh-huh. we know it's i mean think about the name end game <laughs> i'm already starting it. <laughs> it's this is such be an emotional topic the end <laughs> anyways so we use these fundraisers to um promote infertility awareness and this year it's actually the week of national infertility awareness week oh no way so Interesting. yeah the That's last perfect. week of april okay. so um yeah you can go on to our website hopeforfertility.org and buy tickets so we have um, a couple of the fertility clinics here locally and 
Reproductive Care Center and Utah Fertility Center are going to be giving some stuff away while we're there, too. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, that's so exciting, you guys. And then I will also make sure to put all the information on my show notes at the end, too, because I think it's such a great cause. And... I know you're all dying to see the movie, too. Who is not an Avengers fan, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, you did mention about resources. So if you are a family that's going through this and maybe you don't have that money yet, but you kind of want to learn a little bit more and see what's out there, are there resources locally or places that people can go to learn more? Yeah. Um, I mean, the web is really great. Uh, right? <laughs> the, the, the national um, one, nonprofit, is resolve.org. Okay. They kind of have big events every year. But then here locally is Utah Infertility Resource Center. They have Facebook support groups, and then they also hold in in person meetings at least once a month so those who are going through infertility and then they have one for those who have gone through infertility have had a baby or two and are trying to like understand infertility now and kind of give you help and guidance through that support yeah. Gotcha. Okay, that's awesome. I know you mentioned that you were you went you did a race. You did a race while you're going through the infertility um, uh, treatments. Yeah. And I know everyone has mixed messages about it, but can you tell us about that experience? And have you been active? And do you recommend working out, exercising, and you know maybe even talk about diet recommendations or anything that you have heard when it comes to infertility? Yeah, um, so I was training for a marathon while I was so going cool. through IUIs, and um, and that w- that probably wasn't the best, um, but I mean, I was already, I mean, so as far as running and fer- fertility treatments, I I I will be straight and honest with you i'm not a doctor so if you are going through fertility (laughs) treatments and i would say listen to what your doctor is saying but i did do my own research and it was kind of like some doctors said no you're not you shouldn't be physically active and then or like high impact like running and I don't even, like, maybe CrossFit, too. I don't know. Um, And then some were, like, yes, walking and doing lower-impact things is beneficial. So, like, I feel like it's all over the board. But for me personally, I feel like if you're already active, I don't see why you can't be active. Yeah, I would say probably not running as much or don't start training for a marathon or a half marathon, right? Uh Or if you're couch doing a couch to 5k program while you're going through fertility treatments that's probably not the best but i say like being active helps like getting that blood flow through the uterus and the ovaries i feel like that can be beneficial to you good that's good to know yeah that's awesome I, you know, I think that I've learned a lot about infertility and now I kind of know a little bit more of how to approach it. 
And I am going to go on your website because I'm sure you have articles and maybe things talking a little even more for the insurer, right? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I on my own website, not the foundation's website, on my uh-huh. own website, I have a lot of articles about like my timeline of our infertility journey, like awesome. when we did what, um, and then lots of different things because you know Mother's Day is coming up. Oh, so that, that's that kind can, of a hard Mother's one, right? and Father's Day can be really hard okay so i have lots of articles on there perfect okay so we'll have to check that out okay so can you tell me um so if a person's applying for the grants is there a category or price wise is there you know a specific amount that the person gets or how do you guys distribute that money so I mean, each situation is different, and some people are going through IVF for the fir- not for the first time, but they are doing a fresh cycle, meaning um, they have to go in and retrieve eggs, whereas okay. a, like a frozen embryo transfer is just that. You thaw out the embryos that they already have and then implant those. So, I mean, and we, we kind of base it off of each situation. So if somebody's just doing a frozen embryo transfer and they only need, you know, a thousand dollars, then we'll only, we'll award them a thousand dollar grant. Um, and then with IVF, because, um, like I said earlier, it's upwards of $20,000 depending that's including medications. So like medication is anywhere between three and $6,000 sometimes. Yeah. It's crazy how much. Yes. So our grants up to $5,000. So, um, like last year we gave away $20,000 to, or yeah, $20,000 to five people. So, That's wonderful. That's yeah. awesome. So I just thought of something really quick too. So with the grants, um, insurances do is ours for medication or any of that. Do they are there certain insurance that cover that or no? Is this something that pretty much everyone has to kind of pay it out of their own pocket? It depends. Unfortunately, um, so where I worked while we were going through this because are like the hub of where I was working from was out of a different state that state covered it and so I got I got infertility coverage up to 5,000 lifetime max that was all that they were going to cover that's not even a full cycle oh my gosh so we had to come up with a difference for our first cycle and then the second one we had used all of the money from or the lifetime max uh-huh. to, for that first cycle. So we had to end up paying completely out of cash, out of pocket for the second one. Wow. And so that's kind of what sparked us with the foundation. Um, but here in Utah, there are different um, companies that will provide IVF or oh, infertility okay. coverage. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so that's good it's, to know. it's kind of good to go on and do a search I know, I don't even want to give some away because I don't, I know Starbucks is one. So if you oh, go work for okay. Starbucks, even, I think it was even part-time, they will, wow. they'll pay for IVF. That is so interesting. So, yeah. That's so cool though. That's great that companies are finally getting 
with it, hopefully. Yeah, and yeah. that will change maybe even more in the future. Yes. Or it's maybe part of it. So that's really good. Um, you did mention earlier in, um, that you used cash. You paid everything with cash. Did you guys have a system? Did you? What exactly did you do? I mean, you must have worked a lot. <laughs> I surprisingly, I wasn't working any overtime. Oh wow! Okay, we did a lot of faith-based praying. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and then and it um, worked. So, I don't yeah. know if you've ever heard of Dave Ramsey. Oh We're yes, Dave uh-huh. Ramsey fans. Okay, envelope. Yes, method. envelope okay. system. So we did that, and we were living off of this. Probably not the healthiest, <laughs> but we lived off of a hundred dollars a month for just the two of us. No to way. Eat. So oh during that, we cut as much as we could out of our budget okay. to be able to save up yeah. and pay for wow. it. Wow. So that's amazing. Yeah. That's crazy. But I mean, anything to do, you know, anything that you can do for, you know, to go through that process. I think it's so cool. Yeah. That you guys did that. That's awesome. And on, I wanted to do a side note uh-huh. <laughs> on my blog, I, there, I have a blog post article about different ways that you can save up. Same. Yes. For, okay. So for IVF. Oh my gosh, I'm excited for the show notes. We're just gonna have to link everything <laughs> up, <laughs> so that way you guys can go read through it all because this this is really useful information, and I feel like there's. A lot of people don't really research much, so they don't really know. So it's good to, you know, have someone that's experienced and has gone through that process and, you know, can share your knowledge with us. So thank you for that. (laughs) This is awesome. We're just going to take a little break. And then when we come back, I am going to test Teddy's knowledge on Utah, you guys. So this is where we play a game and I ask some things about Utah and we'll we'll see what you have. Okay. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) According to U.S. News and World Records, 80% of New Year's resolutions fell by February. Are you part of that 80%? I personally think that there's nothing to be ashamed about. Um, the things that I have heard is that you don't have time, the gym is expensive, you don't know what you're doing, and you're just tired. And guess what? There is a solution for that. What I recommend is work out from your own home. Start with body weights and... Uh, you know, body weights work out until you feel like you are confident enough. And it doesn't cost you a lot of money, too, because I feel like a lot of people have that as their excuse. You know, it's expensive. I don't want to drive somewhere. And you end up just being at home. Here's the cool part of body weight workouts. You can actually get certain equipment to help you out, such as dumbbell, resistance bands, or just yoga mats and practice yoga. There are so many things that you can add to your home that will help you get that really good workout. My favorite one-stop shop, which happens to be one of our sponsors, is prosourcefit.com. This is where I get all of the equipment that I need at home and just on the go, you guys. I take my resistance bands with me everywhere I go, as well as my yoga blocks and my yoga mat. But I recommend you checking them out just because they have some really good products and everything is pretty reasonably priced. You're not expending a lot of money. And remember, this is not, you know, a gym where you're spending all this money monthly and you kind of build your own little gym at your house. So I think it's fun. I think it's a great solution for a lot of us that just feel like we don't have the time to, you know, go to a gym. And the fun thing is that Nina Talks listeners actually get a 15% off discount from their website. So all you have to do is go to www.prosourcefit.com 
and use code NINATALKS15 at checkout and that will give you 15% off. Again, that's www.prosourcefit.com and you use your code N-I-N-A-T-A-L-K-S-1-5 at checkout for 15% off. Thank you again to ProSourceFit. We're going to test her knowledge on Utah. <laughs> I'm going to start with the simple questions and then we'll kind of go from there. Okay. So <laughs> the first thing I'm going to ask you is what is Utah's nickname? What are we known for? The seagulls. I don't know. No, 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 no. Sorry. Let me do that one again. The beehive state. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Good job. Seagull. Yes, you got it. <laughs> but I mean, we do have seagulls, seagulls. everywhere. Yeah. So that is pretty good. Um, along with the seagulls, what is Utah's um, animal? What's the state animal for Utah? I do not know. It's a tough one. Is it? A, it's got to be like a rabbit. Am I ra- oh, no? That's cute. <laughs> like, I don't know what. No, I don't know what it's. Yeah, no. Yeah, I got so, nothing. No, I mean, you try. that's a good guess, though. That's a really good guess, and it's actually the Rocky Mountain elk. So that's oh, kind of. I had no idea. They're everywhere. <laughs> I didn't even know that they're either. Not down here in the valley. That so is true. I don't know. They're not in the valley. We don't see them every day. So that's probably why. Um, okay, so the next question I have for you is, uh, what is our fruit? What's the fruit for the state of Utah? Honey. I Oh, that, but no, that I, should be I a good don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing that came to my head. <laughs> I love your answers. Um, it's actually the cherry. The so, cherry, yeah. Huh. And I mean, if you, there's some places that have a lot of orchards, and yeah. But again, we're in a city where. Yeah. We don't really see that. Right. A lot. So, <laughs> okay. So one last question, and this is more of a opinion question. I want to know what you think. So what do you think about fry sauce? I love it actually. You love it? Yeah. Okay. Um, I had, so I'm not originally from here. Okay. Um, so I have some cousins that live in Maryland and they came out for a conference one time, long time ago. Uh-huh. And we had them try it and they loved it. Oh my gosh. So crazy yeah. how people from out of state have no idea what the fry sauce is. Right. <laughs> but it's delicious. Do you it have is. a favorite place here, like a favorite restaurant or something that you go to and they, they have like the best fry sauce? I really liked Sonic's fry sauce. Ooh, okay. But I'm kind of biased because I did used to work there oh. when I was in high school. Oh my gosh. I used to go there all the time when I was in high school. You get the slushies and the yes. yummy drinks. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So it's been so fun having you on. It's yeah. It's been awesome. I've, I've learned so much about this and I'm really excited about the end game and the, you know, the event that you guys are putting on and you guys is such a good cause and I think that you know, y'all should support this cause. Um, before we go, though, would you mind just kind of sharing a little bit last minute message with us and also share all of your socials so that way we can go stalk <laughs> you and support you and follow you everywhere? That would be great. Well, I will put a little plug out that we are always in need of donations um, or sponsors. 
Awesome. Um, I mean, we're completely run by volunteers. All of our board there, we have no paid staff. So everything we do is all on our own free time. So, um, the message is that my message is more of hope. It's, it's really hard going through infertility and, you definitely can lose sight of being able to grow your family. And that was one thing that we started with the foundation that, that like in the name, Hope for Fertility. We thought about naming it Hope for Infertility, but I felt like that was such, so negative. And I wanted people to have hope and feel that, you know, they weren't alone in their journey and that you know, there was still, there was still something that we could do to help them. Um, but hope is, you got to have hope. And if you can't have hope, you got to have faith. So that's my message. Um, you can find us at hopeforfertility.org. Um, we're on Instagram and Facebook as hope for fertility and then Twitter. I'm not even going to list Twitter, but, (laughs) and then my own personal is running with infertility.com and then running with infertility on, you should be able to find me on Instagram. And then I also have an Etsy shop and I sell all things infertility on there and, 10% of what I make goes towards the national grant that we have for our foundation. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, this has been so fun and so... I've learned so much, so (laughs) thank you for stopping by, and I'm really excited about your event, and uh, yeah, you're awesome. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for having me, Karina. I appreciate it. It was fun.